got sick. Tired. Fighting for my motherfucking life. What is going down, everybody, and welcome to Banshee. You know what it is. This is your Banshee after show. It's where you come week after week after week when you watch the newest, latest, and greatest episode of Banshee over on the Cinemax channel. You get done with the episode, and you're like, you know what? I just finished the episode. Now I need to go listen to Welcome to Banshee and hear the boys talk about it. So here we are. I'm one of your hosts, Don Mega, and then joining me as always is my boy Lynx. What up? What's going on, DX? How you been, buddy? Doing very well. Um, you know, we've both been super, super duper busy in our other lives, but uh, always happy on usually our Saturday night rendezvous when we come back to the town of Banshee to get these guys caught up on another amazing episode of this final season as we get ready to talk about episode six y'all yeah all right man and uh you know jump right into it man because they did (laughs) jesus i was like wow (laughs) (laughs) so tonight once again we're talking about uh season four episode six tonight's show title was only one way a dogfight ends all right so we kick off and um we go into our little girl from the flower shop. We talked about this chick on last week's episode, kind of in a scene that we were all kind of baffled about. Like, what's this dude talking about? You know, she was talking with the serial killer dude in the last episode. Uh, in the last episode and she's like, i'll do it and uh, i'm your disciple and blah 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 blah. so we start off with her she's sitting in the middle of traffic with her car she gets out she's got a bag in her hand and she walks straight into the banshee police department um i'm thinking at this point she's got a motherfucking bomb she's about to blow up the whole goddamn <laughs> precinct yeah um, yeah you know, and uh, I'm thinking, you know, nobody that we know and love is in there, like no Brock or, you know, no Bunker or anybody, but that she's going to go in and she's going to blow up this nice new little sheriff's office that we got built this season. Um, but she goes in and she says, you know, I'm looking for Sheriff Brock Lotus. And, and the lady at the counter says, oh, he's in a meeting. And she noticed the girl notices Brock talking to Bunker and she walks over 
her and she says some mumbo jumbo about, you know, he sent me here and, you know, you can't stop him. The reckoning is coming and blah, blah, blah. And out of the bag, she pulls out gasoline, pours it on herself and lights herself on fire. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> really cool scene. She is just flesh burning. Um, she took it like a champ too, because she wasn't really screaming or nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, I man. I mean, somebody that just lit themselves on fire. Yeah, I mean, like she didn't start running around like, oh, this was a bad idea. You know, she just, <laughs> she, just, yeah, man, she took it like a champ and then started screaming eventually. But that was when half her face was gone. I was like, yeah. wow, that took a while. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> that looked real. That looked really real. I got to give it to him. I mean, oh. Dude, when she started screaming and, uh, oh, man. They did Nuts. a great CG shot of just basically the flesh just ripping apart and everything. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, and of course that bleeds right in, into our opening theme. Uh, I loved how it, when it bled into the opening theme, if you notice real quick at the beginning of the theme, there was like smoke going over the opening credits, which is kind of cool because it bled right in from the chick being on fire. So I was like, that's a really cool little touch. Yeah, so, I've never uh, seen I really that before. That. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, So pretty cool. So, of course, we get our opening theme, and then when we come back, um, we start out with a scene of uh, Calvin's wife uh, sleeping, and she gets woken up by our boy Chris uh, Chris Coy there, Calvin, uh, staying butt-ass naked in the doorway, which was a little too much for me. I didn't appreciate that. Uh, but, you know, he's, he, he's standing I, there. and uh, I guess and, that's Banshee giving back to the ladies, I, uh, <laughs> I guess. I know, they're right. I don't know. Like, we've gotten enough over the seasons. Now we got to throw some dong in there. I so, uh, you know, uh, and my, I'm watching this with my wife, and she looks at me, and she goes, why did we need to see that? And I was like, I don't know. I'm asking myself the same question. I showed so, my um, wife the same thing. I'm like, check it out. Miss, I guess they did something for the women, and she was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and she yeah, turned so around. He's, so he's standing there, and of course he's butt ass naked. And this is this, of course, continues off of where we left off last week, which we saw him butt ass naked in, in the end of last week's episode when he was killing um, his uh, father in law, and he was you know sawing him up and everything, Dexter style on the piece of plastic. So. Uh, I'm I'm figuring that scene bled right into the scene we're talking about, and he he gets onto the bed and he immediately jumps on top of her and he tries to have sex with her and she's like, "What the fuck? What the hell's wrong with you? You're all bloody and shit and what the fuck?" And he's just like, "Oh, I don't care what's going on," yeah. and, you know. And he starts to kind of catch on. He's like, "You've been fucking around on me," and she's like, "No," and you know. And he's like, "Okay, whatever. We haven't had sex in months. What the hell's going on?" And she's like, "Nothing, nothing. You know, you're scaring me." And and then he just basically flips her over and and for all intensive purpose he rapes her so <laughs> yeah i mean you know. i went is you know i actually wrote down if you're married is it rape question mark <laughs> like it, it that was pretty is. much uh yeah yeah i mean he, she was not into it he flipped her over he he's off and he just started banging her so um that was rape as far as i'm concerned <laughs> married or not she was not like consenting to the idea no um well, so mean. You know, so crazy. Uh, uh, it was well, a pretty intense scene, scene you know. <laughs> like, again, yeah, I mean, we're, wow. we're still in the first like five minutes of this episode. I've seen someone burn and get raped in the first five minutes. Pretty and much. Like, well, like, welcome to Ban, <laughs> welcome to Banshee, y'all. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, remember when I said that the whole true detective vibe is gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm back to full blown ba Banshee mode, baby. Like this, like, like oh. you said, this is the first five minutes of the of the freaking show. <laughs> 
So then we switch scenes again. We catch up with uh, Hood, who, who's, uh, you know, has been sleeping on the couch. He stayed over with Elijah Dushku's character, um, you know, and she's taking a shower. He starts kind of uh, looking, snooping around a little bit through her purse, and he finds the crack pipe. <laughs> and he's like, ooh, what's this? She comes out, and she's like, oh, you found my shit. And she gives him some kind of story about how, you know, she kind of did it and kind of got a little addicted to it, and it just is what it is. And, um and then we, we do get, you know, we had to sit through Chris Coy there for a second. We at least got to see some buttocks was, of Elijah Dushku, which is pretty sweet. So. I, I mean, I did thank Banshee in my head, like, thank you. Yes, exactly. You know, thank you for putting her, well. yeah, thank you for, for putting her butt in my head now. And I can now move <laughs> move on from what I just saw. <laughs> like, thank you, Banshee. Thank you for replacing the image I had from the last scene. Exactly. Uh, so so pretty cool there um you know um so then we uh then we switch over we're Still catching up about, we're catching sorry. up with we're catching up with job uh job's you know going back to his old school style of putting on women's clothes and you know getting very comfortable back in his uh sexuality as always uh and then we see the uh glass break the front door uh somebody you know um unarms the alarm in the house and i'm thinking like i don't know what you thought but my first thought was that it was carrie i thought she was just kind of fucking with job just to kind of get him back on his game (laughs) and uh you know but then it turns out to be deva so we you know we haven't seen deva in a while and i know you were actually just mentioning i don't know if we did it on the show or that was just between us texting over the week but i know you were talking about seeing deva here again soon and here we got her um so she you know she was basically stealing all the food fridge and everything and job's like what you doing girl <laughs> and, uh, she's like who the hell are you i'm exactly. thinking think myself like you know in my rolodex of, of you know i was like do they ever meet i guess not exactly yeah <laughs> I, I was like that's pretty cool so it's always kind of cool when you got a show and it's like on it's like fourth season and you got characters that have been around since the very beginning but that when they do when shit like that does happen and you're like wow they actually have never met before you know and he's explained to her like your mom and your dad and me we go way back and i like how she was like which dad and he's like the one you got your shitty mouth from <laughs> you know which was really cool so yeah. uh that was uh I, I liked it a lot but uh you know and then carrie comes home and she's like oh my god you're here this is so great and um so that was you know what it was but who did you think was breaking into the house did you have an idea of who it was i i just thought uh honestly cruise Went oh, through my head, yeah. yeah, right away. But I was wrong. <laughs> it was David. <laughs> I'm like, up oh, there, okay. So I guess, all right. Yeah, well. yeah. I mean, I did have a theory about we would see her this week, but not not breaking not into in the house. Way, but, yeah, but still, but way, still but. to see her, which was yeah, yeah cool. Because it has been a bit since we. I think we only and saw her what episode once in a flashback, think, in right? Episode yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we go back to the police station, and uh, Calvin's wife shows up there with their son, and, and she goes to see Bunker, and she explains to him, like, Calvin's fucking scaring me, he's got, he got me on my nerves, I think he killed my dad, <laughs> she's like, yeah. he's covered in blood, all this stuff, so he's like, what? And uh, so he's like, you know, okay, you know, I'll, I'll take care of you, he tells her to stay at his house, she says, no, it's too dangerous, uh, he goes and talks to um, Brock, and Brock says that, um, that she can stay with him at his house and i like that brock kind of caught right on to the fact that they were sleeping together he was like does your brother know about this and he's like about what and he's like you and her and he's like what 
So uh, that was, uh, you know, the good detective work there, Mr. Brock Lewis. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, you know, I consider myself a pretty good cop, but I could see that all in ten, <laughs> ten seconds. I mean, really. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, so that was so that was pretty cool. Brock allows her to stay. Um, Which hood, not for nothing. And, uh, I mean, if I was bunker, I thought my the last place I would stash Calvin's you know, family is at my house. When Calvin just constantly shows up at my house, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I thought that was exactly. a terrible idea. I mean, <laughs> he really doesn't think quick on his feet, does he? <laughs> no, you know, he did. He didn't in that one. That's for damn sure. I mean, how long did it take him to get the fire extinguisher in the beginning? Honestly. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Oh, I know. That's you know, like, my wife was saying that. She's like, "This is a police station. Why is there no? Why is nobody put out this fire?" Probably because everybody's just still shocked that this girl is actually doing this in front of him. I mean, I would. I'd still. be like, "Oh yeah, fire extinguisher. What the? What the? What? what huh?" <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sorry about yeah. that. So then, we, so then we go back. We to did a hood. flashback, Don. Yeah. <laughs> it's catching on. <laughs> so then we go to Hood and Elijah Juku. They're, they're, they're back, um, you know, doing some more kind of investigating. And uh, we see Eliza. She walks into kind of like what, like a dry cleaning kind of place. And they're like, you can't go back there. And she's like, sure, whatever. I love her cocky little attitude. It's actually really hot. Yeah. Uh, um, so she walks like past everybody, goes straight into the back office, and she finds a guy there kind of checking out a chick's tits and uh and you know she's like get out of here she starts talking to the guy she's like hey here's my badge i need to talk to you about some uh legal procedures going on here some illegal plastic surgery and he's like okay i'll uh, tell you about that and he gets up and he tries to run out the back door and of course when he opens the back door lucas hood is standing there and he <laughs> kind of stops the guy and he's like where are you going somewhere so uh they well, he went what's up doc <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I actually wrote that down. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So they stopped that dude and they kind of talked to him because they're trying to figure out who did the body, more, uh, you know, mods on this guy because obviously he has the devil horns and they're trying to figure out who would have done the plastic surgery on this. Um, while they're talking to the guy, um, Hood just kind of says, you know, like, this dude is nothing. We're wasting our time. Let's get out of here. They leave, but Lucas had stolen the guy's camera. So they're going through the camera and trying to figure out, you know, is this dude in here? And that was pretty cool. And I like how, you know, Eliza's like, how the fuck did you pull that one off? She's like, he was watching you the whole time. I was watching you the whole time. Where the hell, the hell did you steal that camera? So um, so that was pretty cool. So so we know, know we're going to get somewhere, hopefully, on that later down the road, foreshadow. Um, and then we move on again. We see Cruz talking with Proctor. And she basically is telling him, you know, I got some information. And he's like, oh, you found the guy? And she goes, oh, I found her. So that was pretty cool, um, which then bleeds right into another scene where we're at the courthouse. Carrie, you know, of course, who has been just showing up at all these random court hearings <laughs> and sitting in the audience. Yeah, because that's um, normal habit. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. but she's just very interested in what goes on in the town of Banshee. But Proctor comes in, he sits down next to her, and they kind of talk, and he kind of gives his condolences about what happened to, you know, Gordon, and she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And they kind of do have a little exchange back in forth and in proctor's little subtle way he's kind of like we need to move on if we hold grudges then we're going to do things that are irrational <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know kind of gives her this nice little speech and you can tell shit's gonna go down here because proctor knows she's the one fucking with his shit yeah like he was very cryptic but it was it, it was pretty easy like <laughs> she knew it like but she was stone-faced the entire time 
Yeah, she and, did great. And I love that. Like, like, how she played that whole scene was just totally emotionless. It was perfect. I, yeah, I really, yeah, I really no, like that scene. It. I was hoping she wasn't going to get, like, flustered and, like, run up and, like, leave the courtroom or something, you know? Like, because yeah. I was like, I was like, she needs to play it cool. She yeah. played it cool. So she really did. Clear. Uh, we go back over to Hood and, and Eliza, and they go back to that gothic sex club that we went to last week. And, they're you know, it's early before operating hours, and they're talking to one of the owners, the guy behind the bar. And uh, Hood shows him the camera and says, you know, go through this for us. We're looking for a dude to horns. You know, does any of these guys stand out to you? And uh, the guy actually does identify our serial killer. So we finally get some movement, which we needed because we're, basically down to the final two episodes after this so we need to know what the hell's going on uh and the guy does recognize the dude with the horns he says yes this is the uh this is the dude you're looking for i don't have really any other information on it other than here's his name was his name bodie that's yeah, why i think was, they said his, name's his name Declund bodie like whose first name is Declund? <laughs> i never heard that before but yeah i mean his last name's bodie so we'll call him Bodie, and, yeah. and uh, you know, so they, they figure out who this dude <laughs> is, and pretty cool. Uh, we then go to Proctor, um, Proctor and Burton standing over the grave for Rebecca, kind of saying their final goodbyes. Okay, so, so that was, was her then? That was Rebecca's grave. He throws a little flower in. And then yeah, I figured white flower. She was always kind of wearing white, so I was like, that's got to be yeah, Rebecca. And, it, and it, did that, it did that flashback of Rebecca taking off the Amish yarmulke-looking you know, Dane. Yes, yeah, I figured. You know, so they kind of... We're we're showing it over there. Uh, um, we get a really cool scene. I really love the next scene, which was back at the hotel with Elijah Dushku and uh, Lucas, and they're talking. And um, you know, she she starts kind of digging into him, and she's like, you know, you act more criminal than you do cop. <laughs> and I like that she picked up on all these things that no one else really seems to pick up with Lucas, but she really draws to the attention of, you know, you pace around a lot. Like you don't like to sit still and, and you, um, you check corners when you walk into rooms and, you know, she, she really breaks him down there for a minute. And, and she's like, you know, you, you don't have police training, <laughs> you know, you do shit in such a unique, weird way. And, uh, and I just, I love the way she kind of broke him down and you could see it in his eyes. Like he Fuck, didn't like it. Me. Yeah. He was like, she's on to me. And, um, you know, so, so she kind of gets in his face and, and you, you're like, Oh, they're about to get it on here. Right. Cause it's going to be this really hot, like crazy fucking moment here. And, uh, and I loved it because, you know, so Lucas grabs her and he's like, you think you know me? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. I look, I look around walls every time I come into a room because somebody's always trying to fucking kill me. <laughs> and he's like, and I don't get close to people because every time I do, they fucking die. <laughs> and you know, and he's like, and you know, and I pace because every time I sit down, you know, someone gets hurt. So like, he breaks it back down to her, like with everything she dissected, he explains to her, and then basically starts to push her away. But then she kind of comes back into him, and we finally something we predicted from episode one. We bow, knew these two were wow, wow. there. It's bouncing a wow wow time, yeah. but contract time. As, <laughs> as, as things start to go down, he starts having flashbacks of Siobhan. Uh, and and basically he has some erectile dysfunction because of it. 
because he's so yeah. depressed and he's sad because he's, he still loves Siobhan and he's still not over the fact that he's lost her. And of course, the whole emotional ride, I'm sure, with Rebecca, who, who he fell for and, you know, had his was pregnant with his kid. He, he just starts having, all, you know, like he's just his mind's not there. And, you know, he basically is like, I can't do this. And, and they fall into bed and she kind of caresses him. And, and her arm is in all the right spots so we can't see any of the goodies. So, you know, <laughs> it's, no. uh, you, you know, but yeah, he breaks down. Yeah, he starts bawling, which is something really crazy for him to do in front of her because he put, he's puts on such a front. It was really, really cool to see him just kind of just give up for a moment and just be like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm just so t- I'm so tired of it all. And I'm so drained. Yeah, I mean, if you have to be, uh, you really have to be screwed up in the head if you can't perform with her. I mean, come on now. <laughs> like, that's why I was like, this is an, an impactful scene. Like, he's really screwed up in the head, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, he's been through a lot lately. Exactly. It's just like, he's finally snapped. He's finally, like, given in, you know. But it's, I think it's good, you know. He, well, like I said, the last two episodes have pretty much been him and Joe pretty much moving on from what they used to be. And I think this was a big, uh, you know, well, both of them really throughout the, you know, him, him put on Carrie's clothes. So he's getting back to normal and everything, <laughs> you know, and then Lucas is, you know, ba- basically finally breaking down, you know, so I don't know. I think he's letting did it you all like, go. Did you like how she started kind of dissecting him like that and figuring out like, oh, I thought know, it was awesome. Was, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was awesome, and then he turns around and he 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 did like he did not like being torn down like that, you know, and then he lashed out at her, but because he knew like she was a hundred percent true, you know, like he was just like this bitch. <laughs> yeah, so really really cool scene. Uh, we go back to the police station. Brock is getting ready to leave. Uh, he hears something, and he's kind of like, "Is anybody there?" And nothing, and goes to get back in the car. Hears something again. And uh, he ends up getting knocked out by Bodhi. So he gets clunked in the back of the head by like a flashlight or something, um, you know, knocks him out. And we're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? I um, like yeah, right in crazy. front of the right in the back of the police station. Yeah, I mean, like crazy. this guy's got some really big balls. <laughs> Speaking of uh, <laughs> balls over here, um, we immediately, we then go right into uh Calvin sitting in Proctor's <laughs> office. Great segue, Don. <laughs> sitting in Proctor's office, and uh, Proctor walks in and he's chilling there, and he's like, basically tells Proctor up, like, we're done here. I'm not doing your bitch work anymore. Letting you know right now, this is our land. This is our fucking territory. I'm taking 100 percent of the profits. This is my shit. And Proctor's like, oh, yeah, well, I don't think Randall would fucking approve of that. And he's like, oh, yeah, why don't you tell him yourself? And he well, puts fucking well let's ask him. On the fucking, yeah, <laughs> puts Randall's head on the on the desk, and and, and he's like, oh, okay, you're going to play it that way? Oh, you know, like, oh, oh you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. And, and Calvin tells him straight up in his face, you know, like, you're either going to play with us or you're going to be against us. Either way, you know, I'll come out on top. So, and he says, keep the head as a gift. <laughs> so he leaves and Proctor just ends up throwing the head in the fucking trash, which I was like, I don't know if that's something that the mayor once shown in his uh, trash can, but uh, yeah, I think the know. cleaning lady is going to have some questions with that once <laughs> <laughs> she cleans that up. <laughs> so, so we move forward with that angle. Uh, we come back to Brock, who is still sitting on the ground <laughs> in the back of the police station, but this time has a, a knife to his throat, and Bodie is basically telling him like, you know. 
watch yourself. I'm the demon. This is my shit. You can't stop me. I'm going to continue to do what I do. And uh, it's the way it is. I've been chosen. You know, stay out of my way. And when the time's right, I'll come back for you and I'll kill you. <laughs> in, an, in a nutshell. Yeah. And uh, and in some mysterious way, he just vanishes like a fucking ghost in this scene, which I was like, uh, like if I if there's only one part of this episode I didn't like, it was the fact that he just fucking vanished like that because where the fuck did he go that quickly <laughs> after he was literally standing on Brock over Brock with a knife on Brock's throat. yeah I I mean uh, he's like I mean he does pop up out the, of nowhere he and he uh, so I guess he disappears just the same I don't know uh, <laughs> you can you can pop out of the shadows but when you're sitting there on top of somebody ready to kill him like you can't just just like get up and vanish in a fucking hall like that, <laughs> like yeah. in a back alley. And like, did, just, I'm like, he did the he did the Batman vanish. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, dude, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I did kind of think of that right away. I was like, that was that was a pretty quick uh, just scamper. <laughs> but what I'll tell you, I'll tell you about the scene, and I don't know if you felt the same way or not, but I thought Brock was gonna get killed right then and there i'm like we're down to the last couple episodes it's time somebody big dies right like we're getting towards the end of the season yeah um wow you know brock went on that fucking uh news press conference last episode being like i'm gonna find you you bastard and i'm gonna take you down and like really like threaten the dude so like when that guy was standing over him with the knife on his throat i'm like brock's dead i'm like he is a dead man he's gonna get murdered right in the back of the police station and it's gonna you know it's gonna be crazy and then luckily he didn't but i thought for sure brock was a dead man i did too i did too and then uh did did you notice that at the end of the scene when the camera panned up brock was just stood there and he had his arms flailed out and everything and like both of his hands were in the same exact position he was just like kind of standing there almost like a jesus pose and yeah. he didn't just never moved, and then the you know yeah, he didn't move the scene was over. Yeah, that was a really creepy scene. <laughs> it was. I'm, yeah, he told. He I'm happy told, he didn't kill him. He told uh, Brock that he needed to uh, be delivered to feed the beast or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus, he's man, like, you're just crazy. you're just a tick or something. I don't know. It was it was something cryptic. <laughs> so satanic. bunker bunker comes home. Calvin's sitting on his porch. He's like, where the fuck's my wife? And he's like, she's not here. And he's like, I know she's here. What the fuck? Why are you intervening my family? He tells them straight up, like, she's, you know, she's somewhere safe. You can't get to her. They kind of start to bash. And, uh, you know, Bunker tells him, you got fucking five seconds. I'm going to go in my house if you don't leave. You know, shit's about to go down. Calvin tells him some story about, you remember the story dad told us about dogs and who wins the dog fight, you know, in a, in a, in a tie. And, uh, you know, if it comes down to it, that's what's going to happen, which basically we're all assuming <laughs> only one survives in that tie of yep. a dog fight. Yep. Um, so pretty cool little scene there. Um, and then uh, we get a really cool scene here. We're back at uh, Carrie's house. She wakes up. She's sleeping on the same bed with Deva, and she wakes up. She goes downstairs to make some coffee. And I don't know if you noticed it right away, but right when she was making the coffee, I'm, I'm like looking at her little monitor kind of off in the distance and I see guys jumping the gate and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Oh shit. Did you see that? <laughs> Cause I'm like, like, they did it really subtly. It was just on the little monitor in the corner and you really had to kind of be looking at it. And, uh, and it was funny cause every time she kind of glanced over at it, no, 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 nothing was there. And then she'd go back to making the coffee and then another two guys would jump the gate or something, you know, and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah, and then, so like, then, she, and then finally she a motion detector goes off, I think. 
yeah, motion detector goes off. She hears the beeping, and then she's like, "Dave!" And then gunfire starts hitting. Um, you know, the, all these guys start coming in the house. Everybody starts getting shot, killed. Um, all these dudes. Job starts fighting. Uh, he gets David out the house. He tells her to run. He gives David a gun just in case she needs it. Uh, and then Job and Carrie are basically whooping some ass in the house. And then our girl Cruz there. Ends up showing up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, here comes a good fight. And they did. Her and uh, Carrie had a really good fight. Um, Job and and one of the other guys had a good fight, and they're going back and forth, um, which was really great. I was thinking, once again, someone's got to die in this scene. And I'm like, this is where Cruz gets killed, right? (laughs) We find, you know, and then gets exposed as the dirty cop she is but she ends up getting away which i was really disappointed in especially because she's running up the hill and carrie who is very good with a gun and joe who comes running up with a fucking machine gun i know and they're blasting out the window as she's literally in plain sight right out the window running up a hill and they all miss her i'm like come on well she does have a bulletproof vest on maybe one cop no. back of her if one if one hit her, she would have still got knocked the fuck down. Like like she would have fell. Like oh, not that she's it killed her, but she would have fell down. I'm sorry. He had, <laughs> Joe had a I mean, hey, St- I mean, you know, last season Stowe took a shotgun right to the chest with a bulletproof vest. I mean, he went down, <laughs> but he, you know. That's what I'm saying. You always go down regardless. The momentum would have just knocked you down, especially if you got shot in the back. You would have got you would have fucking fell right on your face. That's true. Like, you know, it was just stupid. Like, especially the fact that Joe had a machine gun. I was like, you fucking telling me that both of them, who are very good with guns, <laughs> couldn't hit this chick running up a hill. So she gets away. Um, this other guy goes chasing after Deva into the garage, and he's about to kill her. her and she pulls out the gun. She shoots the guy two times and ends up killing him instead. Um, really cool scene. Really cool action scene. Uh, very old school, kind of Banshee style uh, with that one. I really enjoyed it. What do yeah. you think? I mean, I was happy that, like, not only once, but twice she shot him, you know what I mean? Just to make sure. So it's like, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, throughout, throughout the entire, you know, uh, show, they've all, they, they, they've constantly, like, alluded, like, she has traits of Hood, you know what I mean? So th- I thought that was another trait that just kind of came out of her real quick, you know? You know, Hood always makes sure, right? <laughs> yeah. So does Job, apparently. He's like, I'm tired of people always trying to kill me. <laughs> and the one guy that's moving, he just shoots him in the head as he walks by. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, so I. Job has the greatest quotes ever, so I actually wrote this one down. Yeah, he said, I'm sick and tired of fighting for my motherfucking life. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's Job with the quote of the week. That should be a new segment we do on the show. The quote of the week, which always comes from Job. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of fighting for my motherfucking life. <laughs> it was a so. great quote. And then the guy's like squirming, he's just like, boom, right yeah, to the head. Shoots him again, yeah. <laughs> great, great, great. Uh, Hood shows up at the house, and, and he... he goes to see if Dave is okay um, you know and then he goes to talk to Job and, and Job once again is telling him of all the fucking cities like why are we he's like why is it every week somebody's trying to fucking kill us you know <laughs> oh, it's just so funny man and then uh, you know Hood goes to talk to fucking Carrie and he's like what the fuck like David was here why would you do this you know oh yeah because he finds out what happened and she goes Proctor and he's like why would you fuck with Proctor and she starts to get pissed, like, don't you fucking dare come in here and try to be dad all of a sudden. And then she starts to scream at him to get, go away, and he grabs onto her, and they have a really cool hug. Very emotional kind of scene once again. Um, yeah, I mean, so, I don't think anybody, you know, if it wasn't Hood, they wouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like, 
exactly. that's what I took from it. Like hood knows her too well, you know. Exactly, exactly. They have too much of a bond in that way, so yeah. it was very, very cool. Uh, and we get towards the end of the episode here. Elijah Dushku gets a phone call. They find out, you know, she w- remember she was trying to find the act this guy and the only thing they had on this dude was a statutory rape uh, case that came in but the details were locked and she tried to get a court order to figure out to unlock the file find out who it was she gets a call tells him the address of this girl so she goes to the house of the statutory rape victim and it's the dude's girlfriend that we saw obviously that partakes in all of these devil worshipping things uh, from our very first episode of the season uh, I'm looking at her and I'm like, oh, this is the fucking chick. <laughs> and uh, yep. so she interviews her and, and then she tells she tells Elijah the the story about how she met um, Bodhi and how you know they fell in love and this and that. But you know her dad said that it wasn't cool and then he got arrested and she hasn't seen him again since. And uh, she says, okay, cool. Here's my business card. Call me if you need anything. She gets in her car. She calls Lucas. Uh, gets his voicemail. She's telling Lucas hood like hey i'm over here at the at the statutory rape chick's house um i talked to her she's you know kind of fed me a bullshit story but my bullshit meter was going off and i know what's up uh you know call me back as soon as possible and then boom out of nowhere the chick it fucking made me jump actually i wasn't really fucking expecting oh you weren't you weren't expecting it you took you by surprise i was expecting something to happen but she popped up like so fast and then just swing the fucking bat into the fucking into the uh mirror and uh, into the window and uh i was just like what the fuck like it was just crazy because yeah the so the chick out of nowhere just pops into the frame as a baseball bat or something and smashes the tire iron. was it a tire iron yeah she, yeah she just comes out of where smashes the driver's side window open and then banshee <laughs> and I'm like, fuck <laughs> again, you know, like here, here I am again for like the third or fourth week in a row feeling like I've been watching the episode for 10 minutes and it, the fucking <laughs> shit's over already. I'm like, really? We're at the end again. So, you know, we get the Banshee symbol and then right after it comes back again for a little after credit sign um, and Elijah's tied up and the camera pans back and you see she's tied up down that pool room where the last victim was hanging and uh Bodhi shows up and he says i heard you were looking for me end of episode yeah. so uh crazy crazy ending uh you nuts know, ending I nuts beginning pretty, i thought it was pretty fucking stupid that she would go there alone <laughs> i mean you know like that that's where i think she kind of went wrong um, well she, i mean you gotta think it's a statutory rape thing that happened how many years ago? Fifteen or so. So still, I don't she's know. She's a fucking FBI agent. I watch this shit on television. I know better to not go alone to something like this. <laughs> That's true. Come on, but she, she, I mean, she has said that she works alone a lot. You know, she's she's alluded to that a bunch of times. Yeah, but she's the show. she's been doing this whole case with Lucas. Why at this point when he well, like she she went into that club by herself she didn't know Lucas was following her you know what I mean at but that point ever since ever since they went back to the hotel and she said will you help me That's and he true. said yes they have been together on everything That's so true. why when she gets the address to this chick would she just go alone That's what I just thought was stupid but of course we needed it though to set this up she's a victim now she's you know maybe going to get killed or, you know, like she's going to be the last victim here going into the end of the show. Um, so it leads for a lot of good examples. Obviously we wouldn't get to this if he was there with her. Uh, 
Now, I have a question real quick. Now, uh, I heard you looking for me. Didn't he say that to Brock, too? He did. I thought so. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. so who who's he going to grab next and <laughs> say that to? <laughs> that, was the, that was the second thing I thought. I said, okay, so who's next? Is he going to try to kidnap Hood next and say, I heard you've been looking for me. Is <laughs> he the next one? We, but, you yeah. you had you had thrown out a theory to me, I think, just privately about maybe Deva being in one of the next victims, and I really liked the idea. I thought that would have been really cool to kind of go into that angle. But with him already grabbing Elijah now, I think that that's going to kind of push that towards the end of the show. So I don't. I think uh, I think Deva's in the uh, in the clear. But I liked your idea. I thought that would have been a really cool angle to go with of her being one of the victims, and then. That really pushing Hood, Carrie, Joe, yeah. like everybody to go after this well, guy. Exactly. And and then I thought, okay, um, I was sort of on the right path, but they took uh Dushku instead because now it's it's uh Hoodku and uh, you know, uh them two are together now, so this does, you know, um, I don't quite say they're together. Well, they did just spend the night together, sort of, you know. I mean not sexually. He, I mean he didn't <laughs> he didn't finish, but they started. I don't yeah. know. Does that count? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Well, I mean, he he. Either way, he did spend the night with her. I don't know. I think he he's spent developing. the night at the beginning of the episode too, but he slept on the couch. Yeah, I know, but this time he was in the bed with her. <laughs> plus, 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 his house got burnt down. Where he's he has nowhere to stay. But he was in the bed with her. The the uh, the uh, scene yeah, when well, David called because he fell asleep crying in her arms. <laughs> that's what I mean. They they had a, um, an emotional moment after he. It doesn't make them together. He'd... Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're all making them boyfriend girlfriend and shit already they ain't, they ain't together Stop well you know how hood is he falls for everybody he, he <laughs> thanks for the reason of the show <laughs> anyways <laughs> so uh-uh. <clears throat> but yeah i but mean there's still that... a connection there between them and her and that's what i was <clears throat> excuse me and that's kind of what i was getting at you know what i mean i mean i i picked uh deva out of the group to get kidnapped for that's all connected to them you know what i mean yeah, fit the animal, you know, so that's why I, I thought that was a great, you know, suggestion and idea, like just because it would have fell into the whole thing of like a young chick getting abducted, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. In the and, town of so. And and I also thought that that Leo character would pop up towards the end of the of the episode, you know, because they still got to get that money back from him and get their revenge on him, you know. <sighs> you know, and this is where it gets. Scary I don't know if that we, that story arc will ever be revisited. I don't know. Do you? Well, what I, do you think? It, I'm trying to answer. Okay. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> Sorry. you know, I, I, I think they have to, cause they can't just leave that fucking hanging. But then again, it might not be that important to them. Just the fact that they got Joe back might just be enough. You know, um, I'm starting to think that that just might be it. Um, I, unless maybe Job figures out where the dude is and then kind of wham bam go after him and get the money back real quick um if they can do it in like a quick kind of five minute turnaround kind of thing then maybe well you do have to admit he is an easy target once you do get there right i mean he is if they can i don't think he's just going to be teaching at the local college again like they like when they found him the first time oh no need he's got plenty of money now (laughs) right so yeah Yeah, he's trying to lay low i don't know like i mean he just uh, um, I don't know. I thought for sure that they would go after him at some point, but I'm just really thinking now that we kind of don't have time for the storyline. You know, we only got two episodes left. Can you believe it, Don? 
no, I can't. Oh. And, and it's making me really, really sad the more I think about it. But two episodes left. They got a lot of shit going on that they need to fucking figure out. And um, it's going to be balls to the wall for these next couple episodes. So I don't it. know if they have time to go after this Leo dude. I would like them to, and I think they could if they wanted to in a very quick fashion and just kind of wrap it up. And then that way, I think they deserve to get the money back. I think that would really help Job's storyline with some closure to get the money back, you know, stuff like that. So I hope that they do revisit it. I'm just not sure as I was maybe after that episode three when he got away. Now, here, okay, how about this? Next episode, they finally take down stupid horn guy, and then that whole thing is done with, right? And then... Last episode, they go after Leo, and the whole Proctor Cartel thing comes to a head. And then we we get a closure on all of that, and uh, Banshee for the last time. What do you think? I say Leo is the final season for them, and Proctor has his final season with the Cartel and the Brotherhood, and because now they've split, and... You know, and Bunker and Calvin still have that show off that they're going to do, but I don't think it's ever really going to come to fruition. I think something's going to happen to Calvin from the Proctor side of it, not the Bunker side of it. I don't know, uh, but then who knows? I, I, it's a good question because I don't know. Well, like I, you said, I there's a whole like, lot to I get like into. The, so I feel like the whole season has been towards the serial killer. So I find it hard to believe that the serial killer angle will finish next week and then not have anything to do with the finale of the show. Um, but I could totally see them waiting and ending it with a Proctor kind of thing. But I don't know, man. But, but it's gonna just be the Proctor kind of thing? Uh, I mean, is Lucas co- and, well, I mean, and all I'm going to help? Proctor and, the, and the, the Brotherhood, like all that shit. Bunker, like the wife. like There's, there's a lot of shit to do with that one. Um, you know, I think we're going to see... The, you know, Burton kick some ass. Like, uh, you know, I can't wait to see Burton whoop some ass on uh, Chris Coy over there. I think that's coming. <laughs> so, yeah, that's oh. what I mean. Like, uh, I don't think Bunker's going to get a chance because I think Burton's going to take Chris Coy out first. Yeah. yeah. Especially, I, think, I mean, he just, he just gonna, threw a head on top of his the, desk. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to get the Brotherhood angle put to rest next episode. I I really um, hope so. And then I think. Good they're going to stretch the serial killer thing out to the end um because really the serial killer thing is a resolution for the death of rebecca which is more important to the overall show to to lucas to you know to proctor to everybody it's a way more important angle than just like the brotherhood and proctor and all that kind of crap so i think that you know them getting the revenge on this fucking bodhi dude is is what the season finale or series finale uh with that being said um is going to end up being is finally getting that closure what i want to know is and if we've seen it in the trailer for the season before the season even started and in the little preview i saw after the episode they show that clip real quick of lucas screaming i'm not lucas hood i want to know what fucking scene that is from because <laughs> i feel like i want to know like what is causing him to scream Ream out, I'm not Lucas Hood. And who's he saying that to with such passion? I really hope it's Brock. <laughs> I don't know, because I feel like I feel like it's somebody who either has Job, 
Carrie, Deva, or somebody in danger, and they're threatening to hurt them unless he does something. And that's when he says, you know, like, I'm not Lucas Hood. Because it looks like he's doing it in more of a panic mode, you know? And I don't, I don't see Brock really putting him in that position to have to scream that. But, um, well, but I'm do you just know the scene I'm thinking... talking about? Did you see it? No, I, I you, you know me, man. I, I try to stay away from spoilers oh. or, or trailers or upcoming because I, you know, what I mean, I, I don't know. It's just a thing I do with with TV uh-huh. shows, but um, but honestly, like the reason I'm thinking it, it might be Brock is because everybody else knows what his real name is. If you think about it, the ones that don't know his real name is what Proctor, Brock, uh, you know, the Brotherhood, I guess, you know, but you know all our main characters that are surrounded with hood know his real name already. So who, who would he be screaming that at? You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's it's a question I've wondered since the first trailer for the season came out and then I forgot about the scene. And then on tonight's uh, preview for next week, they, they show that and I'm like, Oh crap. And Um, like me and you have been talking, are they going to reveal his real name before this, the, this, you know, the series is over? Won't they? And, and you, you still say, you say yes, like right away. So you're convinced you're going to get it. I'm convinced we're going to figure out who he really is. And I am really like, uh, I'm like fifty fifty man. Like <laughs> like I would like I want to find out his real name, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. I'm on that I'm on that like in I'm like right there, you know. I really don't get me wrong, I wanna find out, but in the same fact I wouldn't be surprised, you know. I don't know. That's how I've you know, I mean they you know, Banshee does so many I feel like we gotta crazy get work. We're ending it. We're ending the show after four seasons. We've only known this man as a fake Lucas Hood. They got to give us who he really is when it all comes down to it. Exactly. And so, he did tell one person we'll one time. Yep, <laughs> she's dead. So yep. we only got two episodes left. It is uh, crunch time, my friends. So get ready to come back here next week and join us talking about episode seven. Uh, as we get down to the wire for the last season here of Banshee. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. Really, final thoughts. Uh, if we, We've been giving these episodes grades. I give this episode a really a solid A. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought it was super intense, and it went by like a snap of the finger once again. I could not believe the episode was over when it was, and uh, I can't wait for next week. What, what do you give this one? I'll give it a solid A as well, yeah. Same thing. I mean, yeah. it had it had everything in it, like a banshee, like, like you want in a in a show of banshee. It had the setup, it had the action. It you know they started with it, they ended with it. It was in the middle, and then you know in between the action scenes, you had really cool you know setup, and then you know root, just really cool scenes with different characters and everything. So I root like I I thought my favorite part was Job and Deva finally meeting for the first time. You know. And then what Job, you know, said, said to her at the end, right before Carrie got there, I thought that was pretty cool. So, but um, but yeah, I, re- I really liked the episode a lot. Yep. Yeah, great, great stuff. Um, it's it felt it, it it hit on all levels tonight. So awesome stuff as always. 
from Banshee. So once again, everybody, thanks so much for your support, your continued tweets throughout the week. We've just been getting hit with a lot of uh, tweets, DMs, all kinds of stuff from you guys really reaching out and saying how much you enjoy join the show and uh i'm glad to see you know on last week's show we took a little bit of time to uh, announce to you guys that we do other projects as well uh that this is kind of a side deal for the two of us uh, and that we host other shows and it was good to see the feedback from a lot of people who really had no idea <laughs> they went and checked out <laughs> other shows and really enjoyed it so i'm glad that you guys took the time to really go check out and listen to some of our other ventures that are out there on red dragons radio and itunes and everything so uh thanks you know again for the both of us to uh, go out and check that out and support uh, all of our ventures. And once again, our home hub, reddragonsradio.com, bookmark it, check it out. You can listen to this show and listen to all the other podcasts that me and links are on, uh, plus a whole bunch of other ones that are really great to get into. So once again, check out reddragonsradio.com, follow on Twitter at reddragonsradio. And of course, for the show right here, follow us on Twitter at welcome to Banshee. And it's welcome, the number two, Banshee and um, follow us individually at you can follow me at DX Don Mega and you can follow links at LLNKZ and uh, you know that's what it is and of course if you want to just listen on the go you can listen to us on the Stitcher app just download Stitcher you can download it on Apple on Android on Windows Uh, you can get it on tablets on your phone and um, it's a really cool app which is nothing but podcast and you can listen to all our shows right there on that app as well and of course iTunes if you need an iTunes link just go to our uh, bio page there on reddragonsradio.com and you'll get a little tab to bring you straight to our iTunes page to download rate and subscribe so uh, that'll do it for us tonight on this May the 7th basically May the 8th as well on this weekend here wrapping up Another great episode of Banshee, Season 4, Episode 6, Only One Way a Dogfight Ends. Uh, And uh, I just want to real quick say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there um, that might be listening to the show. This will be going up and broadcast uh, on Mother's Day. So uh, Happy Mother's Day to you all, and uh, thanks for listening. So till next time, peace! I heard you were looking for me. Baby, please believe me. I'm so wild, so wild for you. My stick of finger is on your face. Is on your face. I'm this damn girl. Do you leave me alone? Forget it, y'all. This isn't the life right side. Government plays, yeah. The government plays, yeah. To live no love. Forget it, y'all. To live no love. Forget it, y'all. This isn't the life right side. The government. Pleasure